Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is a Thunder and Lightning exclusive here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad joined by Coach Ben Hallen, Mississippi State basketball. On the, uh, We're not too far out from one of the more uh, highly anticipated seasons of your career here at Mississippi State. But before we get into that, Roy Williams, he's retired. Coach K, he's, he's retiring at the end of this season. Are you are you are you the biggest dog left in the game at this point? Are you, are you the are the dean of college basketball? Well, you know what? I'm not even close because those guys are. I think Coach K is 75. Roy was, I think, in his 70s. If I'm not mistaken, I'm a young 64 year old. So still feeling uh, good. Okay, well, way behind. <laughs> I don't think any team in the country had a more successful recruiting class last year in terms of the transfer portal than you did. You hit on not only you know key players that you needed from a positional standpoint, but talented players, good players, big time players. Is this going to does this signal sort of a shift? Maybe not just for you, but for all of college basketball. That when it comes to recruiting, is it going to be portal first, high school players second, or do you have to keep that balance based on who you can get your hands on? Yeah, I think it'll still be uh, a combination. I mean, I think you know. It, it's a uh, ever-changing landscape in college athletics. Period. You know, now with the, the transfer portal, where people can come in as a freshman and transfer, be immediately eligible sophomore. Uh, there's a lot more kids that are going to transfer that wouldn't have in the past. They would have stuck with it for at least another year because it used to be you had to sit out a year mm-hmm. uh, and uh, practice and, and go to school at the, the new school you were ten now it's just automatic so that's a, a big change and because of that there's more kids in the portal you know we're we're going to lose kids in the portal as we did last year we lost Davon for example and uh, Quentin uh, but you know that being said uh, you know you have to adjust to it and we were very fortunate in that the kids that we signed out of the portal were kids we had relationships with because we had recruited them in the past now it's a little different because we lost a year of recruiting in, in the whole COVID uh, year, you know, where you weren't even allowed to go out on the road and go see kids. So it was it was much different. Uh, and then you have the name, image, and likeness piece that's just being, you know, added to, you know, recruiting both for basketball and for football. That's going to be an all-new thing that's going to affect recruiting. So there's a lot of changes that are occurring right before our eyes. We're in the middle of it. When you bring in, you know, one transfer, two transfers, that's one thing. You got four, and, and you, you expect big contributions from these guys. Is there a chemistry issue worry when you bring in that many new faces and expect them to, to contribute right away? No, not in our case. Uh, not at all. I mean, I think that uh, all four of those players, you know, obviously Rocket Watts is still, you know, coming back from a serious surgery that he had back in June. And it actually is uh, 15 weeks now post-surgery. So he's getting closer to getting back out there here probably another three weeks or so. I think he'll be able to start to practice maybe four weeks at the most if things continue to go on. And actually Tolu, for example, today was uh, six weeks post-surgery. And so he actually got out of the walking boot for the first time, was starting today for the first time to put uh, some weight on that uh foot that he had, you know, the surgery. And, uh, you know, so that was a big step for him. He was really excited this morning. I was down in the training room with him and Seth, our trainer, kind of seeing what he was doing. So that was good. So there's a lot, you know, uh, to occur still 
for both Tolu and for Rocket to get them back to full strength. And when we do, then I'll be excited because then we'll have our, our whole team back. What do those four guys bring to this, this lineup? You know, Brooks, Jeffries, Moore, and Watts. But what's something that each of them can bring to this team? Well, number one, Garrison brings you a, a player that's already a proven commodity at the highest level of college basketball, having played in the ACC at University of North Carolina. Uh, you know, he's a very good rebounder, defender. Uh, you know, he's good scoring around the basket. But what he's doing for us now, too, is becoming uh, more of a space out four when we get, you know, uh, certain lineups in there. Like when he and Tolu or he and uh, J.D. are in, he's the four. And so he'll be based out on the perimeter quite a bit more uh, at that at that juncture. Uh, and he's a good shooter. I mean, he shoots the ball well when he has time and space to shoot the ball from three. And I really, really have a lot of confidence in his ability to shoot the ball. Uh, and then when you talk about uh, the next uh, player, Shaquille Moore, he's one of our best shooters. He's really improved his shot. He's really grown in that fact that he, I think he's improved his shooting. He's cleaned up a few things where he doesn't dip the ball now. He stays into a shot. He's not watching the ball in flight. All things, I think, were things he needed to fix to be the best he could be. And he's shooting a very high clip. DJ Jeffries gives us a very good, experienced player that can pass it and create for others. He's long. He's good, especially help defense. He really understands team defense concepts and is good in rotations. Uh he, he does a good job of uh, pushing the ball and handling it for a guy his size, and he can shoot it. And he's getting better and better, putting more and more time into his shot. And then last is, is Rocket. Rocket, he was able to practice about the first week or 10 days of the summer before finally we had to, you know, because he was having pain. I was like, let's get this checked out. And so, you know, it was early on that he got the surgery. Uh, but, you know, he's a good shooter. Thing I love most about him is his ability to stretch the floor with his ability to shoot. He's a smart player. He's a good passer. And he was a good defender uh, at Michigan State. So all those kids bring something really important. How important was that NIT run to this year's team? Well, I think it was really important. It gave us a lot of experience, especially when you look at guys like Derek Fountain and Cameron Matthews. They both got a lot of experience along, obviously, with Tolu and Iverson. Uh, but that those two in particular, I think, really grew as players at the end of the season with the benefit of playing major minutes in the postseason play. And that helps us going into this year. And it helps, you know, the other players as well. But uh, specifically those two, uh, you know, come to mind. One thing you told us before the start of last season, and you were dead on right about this, was that Iverson Molinar had taken one of the biggest jumps you'd ever seen a player take from freshman to sophomore. Uh, tremendous sophomore season. Now he's the first team all SEC selection. Does he have another leap in him from sophomore to junior? Well, he does. And I think it comes uh, more than anything with just his increased understanding of being a point guard. And that was something we saw all summer long. We've seen it now in practice, creating for others. And, uh, and it's going to be even more helpful when we get our whole team back together. Like, I can't wait. You know, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, Rocket and Tolu both are going through what they're going through, but better now than a month from now. Uh, we're right in the heart of everything. Uh, that being said, I think he's become a really good decision maker uh, compared to last year at this time. 
I think a better defender, and uh, you know that's really important at that position, whether he's guarding the one or the two. Uh, and uh, he's just grown as a player, and he's, I think, more willing to shoot the three versus always looking to drive, which is something we need him to do. We need that three-point shot from Iverson. He's our best percentage three-point shooter, both in the practices and returning, and that's what you know we want to continue to see out of him. And is there a sophomore? You mentioned Fountain and Matthews just a few minutes ago. Fountain had some huge moments for you last season. Cam Matthews might have played his best game of the season in his final game of the season last year in the NIT final. What kind of leap can they make from year one to year two? Well, you know, that's usually your biggest year of improvement between freshman and sophomore year because now you understand what it's about and you know. And so, you know, you've got a much better understanding of what this game's about going into your sophomore year. And then also Andrew Anderson Garcia's made, I think, a really good improvement. Anderson's been good every day in practice. He's always one of our top three rebounders, top two, really. Uh, he's a very, very good rebounder. We stat every practice every day, Brian, and, and he's always in the top two in rebounding. So that's good. And, and he's providing good defense. I think he's improved his shot and just improved his understanding of the game and also his ability to just understand English better. You know, really, he, he uh, you know, spoke English last year, but now he's better at it, having been a year in college academically. I'm glad you brought up Garcia. I had forgotten about him, but he was a guy last year. Every time I saw him on the court, I felt like he was making plays and, and, and giving great effort. I know that's something that you, you know, really appreciate. He plays very hard. That's, yeah. I think, probably his greatest attribute that you just alluded to is – he plays so darn hard. And, and you know, usually I tell our team, the team that plays the hardest collectively as a team is, is always usually a team that's going to win. When you look at this team, the talent, the depth, the experience, I mean, it's going to be – and you look at the schedule, which is sort of set up that if you take care of your business, you know your net ranking will take care of itself and as far as seeding goes. This is a team that, you know, I, I would say, to, to quote you, that's an NC2A tournament team. Is this an NC2A tournament team in your eyes? Yeah, I think when we get healthy, like right now, uh, you know, we're a work in progress because we don't have to look back. We don't have a rocket there. So, you know, you're saying that once we're healthy, staying healthy, moving forward, I think we have a good chance to compete for one of the uh, NC2A at-large berths. This is the most excitement we've had about Mississippi State basketball in quite some time, I think. Looking forward to seeing some – I think we're going to see some big crowds at the hump. Uh, this year. Looking forward to the start of the season. Coach Ben Hallen, thanks so much for your time today. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it, Brian. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.